we still got it. Welcome back to the new season of We're Not Okay. A podcast for the lighthearted, brokenhearted, and no-hearted. Our key focuses are social issues, trends, wellness, and basically anything else that comes up naturally in conversation. I'm Bridget Neville. I'm Sydney Anderson. I'm East Lazariga, and this is We're Not Okay. So we are actually at the end of our summer. We are no longer affiliated with Miller North High School or Miller Public Schools because we graduated in May. So this is sort of our goodbyes. Issa leaves for college tomorrow. I leave in a week. Sydney moves in this weekend. (laughs) So we just sort of wanted to wrap up our summers, talk about we're in a really big transitional period right now and just sort of talk about where we're at, how the summer was. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the a snowball microphone, I like literally feel like I'm about to cry because we had a, my, a snowball microphone in the journalism room. Yeah, yesterday Issa <laughs> and I got texts from some of uh, the people that we did newspaper with in high school. And it was just crazy because part of me feels like I'm so ready to go out into the world, go to Chicago, go to college. And part of me is like, so when am I going back to high school? You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I feel just because, you know, high school's back in session already and college isn't. I feel sort of like I don't really belong in either spot Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, it's like this state of limbo. It's like the waiting period Mm -hmm. when you are like, you're excited to get there just to get there. Um, I feel like the same way because my suitcase over here, we're recording in my room, my suitcase has been sitting on the floor of my bedroom for like the past three weeks and it's kind of just been, you know, looming there mm-hmm. and it's not a bad thing. It's not like in like a negative omen or whatever, but it does kind of feel like, okay, you know, like our younger friends have gone back to school. Some of our like, you know, mm-hmm. friends, friends in the same grade age, as us have out. like gone to the West Coast and like different places. Places. Um, so it's just like, it's just kind, it's just, it's just a very weird stage to be in when you feel like you're definitely ready to go, but at the same time you're still attached to, you know, what you have back home here in Omaha. So. Yeah, and I think like all those feelings are intensified because like the stressful past year, mm-hmm. like 2020 was and 2021 and being so unsure about what you could and couldn't do and just being stressed about the pandemic and the overall environment of the world and it's like I'm going through this huge transition and it still feels so unsure and it's like I'm in this limbo and it's like I want to be excited for this but like it's hard to be excited because what was taken away before already and it feels like we're like delicately balanced right now and all it would take Mm -hmm. is for one side to get unbalanced and Mm -hmm. you know like it's just it's hard to like separate like moving on and forgetting versus like moving on and remembering Mm -hmm. yeah I agree that's Mm -hmm. the way to put it yeah I'm not trying to burn any bridges in Omaha Mm -hmm. and sometimes I have to remind myself of that because I've had a really good almost 18 years here but I'm also ready to start 
a new chapter, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think what Sydney said is really true about how I'm ready, so ready to move on and begin the next part of my life. But I also need to constantly be remembering that I've had very formative experiences here and I need to always remember that I'm only going to Chicago because of the people and the experiences I've had in Omaha. I can't just forget about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, it makes you question so much what your values are and Mm -hmm. like being in this pivotal moment, like, do I value this friendship or not? And like having to make those choices is difficult. And it's like, you know, the people who were just your friends at school and Mm -hmm. like the, the people that you just talked to at school, like, and you know, realizing that that relationship isn't going to be there anymore and obviously you're going to make that new in college Mm -hmm. but like it's just hard to realize that like wow the people I've known for Mm -hmm. like some of them literally 13 years because I've known them for so long but and and it's like I've only known you in a school setting never outside and it's like I'm not really ever going to see you again outside of this and like I think that's kind of hard to cope with but then it's also learning that these are the relationships that matter mm-hmm. and to focus on these and help these relationships blossom. I think it's definitely a balancing act because at the same time you want to go to college and be open to, you know, meeting new friends because you're essentially starting over, especially if, you know, you're going to a school where a lot of people from your high school didn't go to, or even Mm -hmm. a lot of people from your own state. So I think that, you know, you want to be open to making those new friendships, but at the same time, I know that part of me is going to be like kind of like okay like how do I maintain like the great ones that I already have when we're going to be in separate places so I feel like there is that kind of like push and pull of oh I want to acclimate to a new place into a new you know kind of group of people but at the same time like I want to hold on to the friendships that have carried me through you know the past however many years of my life and have made me the person that I am today and so I don't know I think that's maybe a question we could kind of pose is like when when do you know it's time to kind of almost retire mm-hmm. a friendship yeah not necessarily like cut it off get rid of it mm-hmm. but maybe like I think retiring is a nice way of putting it and like when do you how do you make the effort to if you know that you want to keep a friendship going like how do you make that effort and you know at least make sure that you're doing your part to make that friendship work yeah something I've been trying to remember mm-hmm. is that people and like relationships and friendships and everything can serve you for part of your life mm-hmm. and they can be really important for part of your life and then everyone grows and change grows and changes and it's not necessarily a bad thing but sometimes people don't fit your new lifestyle mm-hmm. and as you grow and change your relationships should as well and That doesn't mean that because you have this friendship or this relationship at that point in your life that it was bad. That just means that you were both different people then. Mm -hmm. So it's something I've been trying to remember a lot that as I'm sort of reevaluating all of, not reevaluating, every friendship I have has been important to me at some point. But as I'm sort of looking through my life and my relationships, just realizing you know like yeah like looking back and being like what did this person teach me and mm-hmm. help me like to yeah. become a better person and like who I am today yeah. like who Sydney is today mm-hmm. or who Bridget is mm-hmm. today or who Issa is today like I think we're all realizing like in this huge phase of life where we're all growing into different things it's like wow like I'm this whole person 
and I, I'm starting to make my own decisions and I'm going to be more independent and it's like everyone has that moment where it's like can I actually do this do I actually yeah. want to do this right mm -hmm. and like especially after a year of being so sheltered I feel and around like your immediate family so often because of quarantine mm -hmm. I think like especially for me like it's been hard to like have that moment of like wow I can't watch tv with you every night and yeah you know <laughs> I'm not going to be able to say good night to my niece every night you know mm -hmm. like there's those little things that have like have been hitting me and it's like wow like those little things that normally you wouldn't cherish like you cherish it but it's like not it's you part cherish of your it so much more yeah. right and it's like I never realized these things were so important to me until now and it's like mm -hmm. all these things are coming together and it's like that's important to me and that's important to me and that's important to me and like wow I never knew all these things were important to me and I'm moving mm. on from it. I And I think that's what's so difficult. And, like, you know, change, like, forces you to realize things about yourself. So I think, at least for me personally, I'm at this path where it's, like, you know, having to let go of the little things, especially to, like, move on to mm -hmm. maybe something better. But, you know, accepting that has been difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And, like, realizing that this change is good, you know, and it's not a bad thing and you can grow from it. Like, I just think that's kind of yeah. where I've been. Yeah, I think it's, I know it was hard for me last year, and I think that um, we all can relate in the fact that, um, you know, you have friends that are older than you, younger than you, so I think it was really difficult for me when I saw those people that I had spent so much time with, I saw them move on and go to college, and I think it was even more difficult for me when, you know, um, I would reach out and, like, want to connect with them, and either they wouldn't respond, or, like, yeah. I didn't feel like the same effort was being made, mm -hmm. and that wasn't the case for all of them, like, no. um, I've loved connecting with them this summer while they've been back, but some people, it gets to the point where, okay, like, I've reached out a lot of times, I really care for you, but I feel like, you know, a, either, like, and I don't assume right away that they're ignoring me. No. I, like, I just assume that they're busy with other things, and I try to give them, you know, as my mom would say, the generous assumption, therapist mm -hmm. lingo for you. Mm -hmm. um, but, and so I think part of my, you know, process has been realizing that, okay, like, and not putting the blame on myself, no. because I think I can internalize those things a lot, but just being like, okay, like, we're, we're both in different places, you know, we're going to, like, you know, where, like, location-wise and honestly, like, mentally and, like, socially, mm -hmm. like, professionally, whatever you want to say, like, we're in different places, I'm making the effort, that effort's not really being reciprocated, mm -hmm. and that's okay, yeah. like, I still, I still support them, I still have a lot of love for them, but it's clear that, you know, some of our values are kind of conflicting, and it sounds like that maybe we, like, our lifestyles and everything, like Sydney said, aren't really compatible anymore, and so that's kind of what, that's been a lot of what the theme of my summer has been for me, is, like, being being comfortable and okay with myself mm -hmm. and like I don't I don't want to say self-love because I feel like that's so cheesy and I think that that just like further like kind of like polarizes myself to be like ah. mm -hmm. <laughs> like I think it's more like of like people make it sound cheesy and it's yeah like, self-love and self-discovery but I think it's just a moment in time where it's like I'm finally choosing things for myself yeah. self-prioritization mm -hmm. yeah and, like, I was just talking to my sister about this last night, actually, but more, like, 
focused on relationship sides of things, like romantic relationships, but like it also works with friendships and it's like knowing what you need out of a relationship and being like, I need someone to text me every single day or else I'm not going to feel like they want to be my friend anymore, mm-hmm. right? You know, knowing that you need that out of a friendship is like really important and I feel going into relationships, it's like, so I feel now I've realized that knowing your values and what you value out of a relationship and like what you're receiving from it is really important. And so now I feel like it's easier for me to like start to like meet someone new, realize they're not meeting my values and not put so Mm -hmm. much effort into it. Like I feel like in high school, it's like you meet someone and it's like, oh, like I feel like I should be friends with them. by whatever way like they're in your friend group or something and it's like I feel like I should be friends with them because I talk to them like every day but like I feel like I'm like pushing this and pushing this and like and it's like realizing now that you don't have to do that like you don't have to stress yourself out to make a friendship work like friendship should be helping you better yourself Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be like oh my gosh stressing you out and all this stuff and like learning that Mm -hmm. I feel has been really important there's a Halsey lyric that I've been thinking about. <laughs> Not to be that person. It's, I spent a long time watering a plant made out of plastic, and then I cursed <laughs> the ground for growing green. And I think that's, first of all, stop watering plastic plants. Mm-hmm. Like, stop giving effort to situations that don't require the effort. But cursing the ground for go- growing green is stop you give all this effort and then when something happens of a situation, then you're upset about it, mm. you know, either negative or positive. I think that's, I don't know, something I've been learning a lot is I give all this effort and then they react in any sort of way. And I'm like, ah, they reacted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's, that's deep. Thank you. Yeah. Nah, I like Halsey is Shout amazing. out to Halsey. Love them. Um, so that's what I learned this summer. Do we have anything else we want to, some summer highlights? I don't know. I think that, I mean, obviously, like, when I was, like, the theme of my summer, and I feel like it's kind of, like, you know, whatever, like, it's unrealistic to boil it down to one theme. Sure. But I guess I would kind of ask you to, like, what do you feel like, what, what do you feel like was the theme of your summer? Like, mm-hmm. it can be, you know, it can be whatever, but what do you feel like this summer did for you, if anything? Yeah, this summer, I've been trying to prioritize myself more, like I sort of touched on. Um, stop returning to people who don't return to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Stop giving all of, you know, constant affection and adoration to people who could care, like couldn't care less, mm-hmm. you know, and friendships and relationships, romantic mm-hmm. and platonic. Um, I've had some, like, romantic is a bit of a stretch. Relationships end, and I've had some platonic friendships end this summer, just because I've realized that they aren't serving me to my higher self. You know, mm-hmm. they aren't making me a better person. And they aren't making me feel like a, like, they don't make me feel good about myself. Yeah. And ultimately, I think that's what every friendship should do. It's what every relationship should do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And it's been hard because I don't like setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. I always try and, like, make sure other people feel better before myself. But this mm-hmm. summer, um, I've really been trying. Just, just especially with college, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to keep allowing people to push me around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, 
my theme of the summer. I think for me personally, I've had a really hard time prioritizing myself first similarly. So I think that like mine has been to be more selfish in like what yeah. I want to do mm-hmm. and like what I want out of my life and who I want to spend time with and times where I don't want to go spend time with people and I want to stay home with mm-hmm. my family and like realizing that doing what I want is important and that other people's feelings are not always held higher above mine mm-hmm. and that I can voice my feelings when something is upsetting me and that my feelings matter just as much as someone else and it's not burdening anyone else and I think just being more selfish in that sense I think has been especially like when people are leaving and this and that and me being like no I want this Mm -hmm. and this is what I want and nothing's gonna change that I think has been really important I think as teenage girls a lot and this might be reading into it too much we're told that a lot of times our wants and needs are like frivolous but also just like Mm -hmm. our opinions aren't valid so I think a a lot of people our age are sort of going through this like prioritizing yourself because we're told that we shouldn't because like Mm -hmm. oh you know you're self-absorbed yeah you care too much Mm -hmm. about yourself and I honestly don't feel like our male friends are held to those same standards because then they're looking out for themselves yeah and I don't think that that's what's held to us yeah like my mindset before was literally like I can't hold a negative opinion about someone else without sounding you know quite honestly bitchy right Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the box that like people put you in and it's like well Mm -hmm. like I'm just saying that I don't like this person and Mm -hmm. You're allowed to not like people. Yeah, and it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm allowed to not like this person, and I'm allowed to not want to hang out with this person, and no one should tell me otherwise, you know? And realizing that you have that power now, Mm -hmm. I feel like, has been really good, because it's been like, look, I don't don't have to go hang out with this person, Mm -hmm. because I don't like them. Learning to say no is so hard. Yeah, and well, I think that, like, what you said about boundaries, too, and also, like, learning to say no, obviously, like, we are, like, trained and, like, conditioned from such a young age to be nice to everyone and to want to be liked. Yeah. And I feel like we, like, and I can get on my soapbox, pull it out, Sydney, bring my soapbox out, <laughs> give me a boost, get Bridget, let me go stand <laughs> on my soapbox. I feel like, like, you know, whether it be, like, from the media or, like, the constant influence of, like, just growing up in a patriarchal society, like, we are taught that our value lies in how other people see us, whether that is our beauty, our kindness, literally, Disney princesses piss me off, well, the early ones, like, when it's, like, We love you, Moana. (laughs) Yes, Moana, yes, Mulan, but, like, literally, like, when Cinderella and Snow White, they're, like, oh, my God, and she was so kind, like, how about, screw that, how about you be a badass and fight for what you believe in, like, it just, and so I feel like, and that theme is just ever-present, and I I think it's so important as we being kind only takes you so far if you're not kind to yourself yeah. there you go and I feel like we are taught we are taught to kind of sacrifice our we're we are taught to sacrifice our self-love so to speak 
and like channel that towards like being kind to other people instead of kind of reflecting that mm-hmm. back on ourselves. Yeah. And I feel like that's why we and fall. It's exhausting. Yes. We give so much love to mm-hmm. others, and more often than not, yeah. we aren't returning that to ourselves. Yeah, and it's like, and it's a very toxic cycle. And I think that's why we have, and Bridget did a lot of research on this for, you know, her speech event um, and competitive speech, but, like, we have this kind of epidemic of girl hate and the fact that, and even, like, and I'm guilty of it myself every time I, like, see, like, you know, um, you know, a young woman or a girl who's kind of, like, who's a little bit, like, standoffish, isn't as, like, outgoing or bubbly, but it's just kind of, like, listen, like, I don't really want to hang out with this person, mm-hmm. and I want to go by myself, and it's just very blunt and honest about what they want. I, like, I feel like my internal misogyny kind of kicks in, and I start judging them, yeah. and I have to, like, and I have to, like, stop myself and be, like, whoa, 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 hey, I wish I had the confidence to act like that, mm-hmm. and I wish I loved myself enough yeah. to act like that. Just um, an interesting exercise is, and this is sort of a double-edged sword, because mm-hmm. like Sydney was saying, it's important to realize that we're allowed to not like people, because mm-hmm. there are going to be people who you just don't like, Yeah. but also to take, like, to reflect on the people, especially the women who you don't like, and just sort of think, do you not like them, or are you just being told that you shouldn't like them mm-hmm, because yeah. they dress in a different way mm-hmm. or they like act in a different way from what like a woman should do? Yeah. Even though you think like, oh, it's the 21st century, you know? Yeah, like I'm woke, I'm a feminist. Yeah. Like, yeah. It still Ask happens. Yourself, like, are you imposing your values mm-hmm. onto someone else? We have mm-hmm. so much internalized misogyny. Yeah. Oh my god. But also, like, don't get too hard on yourself with that mm-hmm. because there are always going to be people who you just don't like. And that is fine. You know, yeah. like, I feel like I'm at a place where it's like, live for the mistakes. Because that's what teaches you. Like, don't live for perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, and trying to capture the perfection is just what drives you insane. And it's like, living where it's like, maybe I did judge someone and I didn't like them. And I should have. And I should have liked them. And I should have mm-hmm. given them a chance. And it's like, learning from all these things and making yourself a better person. It's like realizing that the mistakes are what is what helps you grow and like I feel like in high school especially you get so caught up in like this is my image and this is how I Mm -hmm. portray myself and it's like learning that like you know maybe one of these days I'm just gonna look like I rolled out of bed because I can't not look like that you know and Mm -hmm. it's okay that's okay right and accepting that I think is really important and you know, living, living, learning to live and love yourself, I think, is really mm-hmm. important. I think that, just to add off of that really, really quick, when you talked about kind of, you know, not being afraid to make mistakes because they are a part of life, I think that what I've been trying to work on is also admitting that I make mistakes. Um, whether that's to myself or to someone else, like if people call me out and are like, hey, like what you said, it was a little like, I'm working on, you know, not being so sensitive and taking that as like impersonalizing it and just being like, oh, okay, like I admit, like I see what you said and I do agree. I'm sorry. I feel like I was wrong in that moment. I feel like that's a really, and I think I struggle with that because I think a lot of the men in my life never admit that they're wrong. And so I feel like I constantly have to acquiesce and be the one to be like, oh, yeah, I was wrong. And I feel like I, like, that's me kind of pushing back against that standard. 
but I do think it's important and you know it really shows selflessness and I think um, maturity if we're able to be like look I'm sorry you're right I was wrong and like not like not doing that all the time and on like mm -hmm. feeling the need to say you're sorry but if you know that truthfully what you said was wrong mm -hmm. or what you said was hurtful I mean yeah it's not it's not going to hurt you or your image to say I'm sorry yeah say sorry when you are yeah but don't when you feel like someone else should like exactly. don't say sorry because you, you yeah or you're trying to please someone else yeah yeah mm -hmm. so I think we all collectively can agree that in this very formative yeah, yeah. crazy mm -hmm. time of our lives that we've all learned to cherish ourselves mm -hmm. and learning to what Bridget said not water the plastic plants you know like focus on yourself and cherishing yourself and loving yourself all these things are what we all value and what we have learned to do going into college and hopefully that helped us all form good relationships mm -hmm. in college and everything. And, like, moving forward, obviously, like, we all still value each other. But we all, all want each other to go find those new relationships and better ourselves as new people and all this other stuff. So, yeah, I think that this is all really good for us. <laughs> Okay, like usual, we want to wrap up this episode by talking about our current obsessions, and it's been a while, so I feel like we have a lot to obsess over. Um, I'll go first. Well, actually, we just made We're Not Okay beaded bracelets, you know, <laughs> really getting into the 2000s era, and I think that they're really cute, honestly. Um, related to that, I've been just watching and reading all things that are like nostalgic to me i feel like since i'm leaving for college tomorrow i'm trying to cling on to the last remnants of my childhood so um i've been re-watching h2o just add water because that was like the show i watched when i was like in elementary school and middle school every time a full moon was out i would pretend that i was a mermaid and possessed there's a full moon on sunday oh there it is and my parents i would be in the back seat and i would pretend like i was possessed and my parents would be really concerned that i was seizing um but it was all it was all just you know it was all you know character development intense intense study and acting anywho um besides that um been really enjoying all like the Barbie princess like covers <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> on TikTok, like the island princess, mm. like I need to know these answers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're about to. They wish they could turn my mic off, but we all share the same one. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so I love a good sitcom. Always have. Final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine is out right now. What I really like, though, is that... So, I was a little nervous because it is, like, a cop show. Um, and they're doing it, like, in present time. So, they're doing it, like, in the wake of the murder of George Floyd and um, sort of as a reaction to that. So, I really like how they are reacting and talking about, like, how... Like, what they can do as cops. And I don't think it's, like propaganda I think because they're like some of them are leaving some of them are like joining unions like for black people and I as a white person I think it's very mm -hmm. I I enjoy it I haven't like read a lot about it about like 
other people's opinions, but I've, I've always loved Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think they're doing a very good job. Okay, so my current obsession, if you know me, is very me. I love a good HBO show. <laughs> so my current obsession is Mayor of Easttown. And honestly, like, HBO shows always have this drama wow factor. Um, but I feel like what made it special is is that I feel like I can figure out shows pretty well. But there was a couple of twists and stuff that shocked me, and I felt like, at one, at some points, I was, like, so overwhelmed with emotion that I was, like, this is, I, like, can't process what just happened. So, if you like a good murder mystery investigation, I definitely recommend it. So, yeah. We are all just so excited for this next chapter of our lives, and we really want to stay connected with everyone. So, in the podcast descriptions, you can find our podcast Twitter and Instagrams. And on there, you can also find our individual social media accounts as well to stay connected with us. And as always, thanks for listening. We hope you're okay because we're, we're not, not okay. okay.